0: On an all-new Buffy, he's the man who seems to have it all. Hey, I was just at the part where he invents the internet. For some, his charm is irresistible. I'm not sure that we can trust our memories. But for Buffy, it's quickly running out. People can't always see what's right in front
1: of them. An all-new Buffy.
2: Welcome to Chapter 11, Assassination and Infiltration, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 4, Episode 17, Superstar. And that might, might be trade my bus on now, i saying that way. We'll be talking about plot. We'll be talking about characters. We'll be talking about Jonathan and Jonathan.com. So spoilers are bound for this episode, every episode, before it, after it, the comics... Even like TV shows and movies. The Apocalypse. Oh, wow. I don't, I never have If the Apocalypse comes, beat me. That's beat me with a B uh, and an E. And, and, and. Okay, okay. Technically, three E's. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Uh, my name is Kelly, and I'm here with my wonderful co host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. And Daniel, say hello.
1: I know Jonathan, but I'm doing okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's accurate. Uh, and in the interest of full disclosure, we're recording this on March 22nd, right? It's the 22nd. Um, and I know the whole world is upside down, and I don't want to dwell on that because I think this should be a nice little respite from what's going on in the world. But I don't want to not talk about it because we can't not because it's affecting literally all of our lives, the plague
1: that is COVID-19. So. But by the time you listen to this...
2: Hopefully everything will be fine.
1: Listen, if it's still going on... We're in some shit because yeah, you're not like, getting this for another month. After done. <laughs> so if it's, if it is still relevant now, yeah, as you listen, that stuff.
2: Well, stay safe. Hope you're okay. And uh, maybe you'll enjoy this. We hope. Anyway, so what do we do? We watched season four, episode 17, Superstar, which originally aired on April 4th in the year 2000, written by Jane Espenson. This is the 8th of 23 for her for this series. Last one was A New Man, and the next one will be The Replacement, so we won't see her again until season five, which makes sense, because we only got five more. So, that's not... When you too said that, away. I was like,
1: oh my god, really? Season five? Yeah. Oh yeah, we're in season yeah.
2: four. And it's episode three of season five, so not too far. Uh, directed by David Grossman, this is the fourth of twelve for the series. Last one was Wild the Heart, and the next one will be The Yoko Factor, which I hope I... is, is good, because I remember this episode being good, and we'll discover together whether or not it is. Um, there are... What uh, what uh, happened in this episode, by the way, which makes it maybe not so great? Uh, we start off and things seem a little off. We're not sure Buffy's being attacked by a vampire and she seems to not be doing so hot. She actually asked Xander and Anya to take one on for her because she can't handle it herself. And uh, it turns out that she's not really, she's the slayer in this world still somehow, but not exactly super powered or at least appreciated. It's very unclear as to what's exactly going on. But we do know one thing. That's Jonathan Levinson we defined that out for the first time just so you know Jonathan oh, Levinson really? is the best human alive the best at everything including yeah. vampire slaying including basketball including being a movie star literally everything uh, so we kind of just hijinks around a little bit with Jonathan like discovering this world where everything seems a little upside down huh apropos where Jonathan is the best thing that's ever happened and it turns out that whatever's making Jonathan great, well, we don't know if it's related at first, but there is a, a consequence perhaps, and that's the form of a bumpy lumpy demon with a not Greek letter on its head that's attacking Karen with a K, and then attacks Tara not with great a T. Tara with a T, uh, and some smoke, oh, and then God, we discover through a book that oh, wait, Jonathan cast a spell maybe maybe this isn't reality after all and maybe this demon is tied to it and maybe if we kill the demon then then this world will go back to normal and that's exactly what we do and that's what happens and nothing matters um so there are some firsts including learning jonathan's last name and also about the uranium core which jane espenson just wrote in for like funsies and they're like no oh, that's great yeah we had no idea what we were doing so yeah sure he's got a uranium core that's great that's great good for us
1: amazing <laughs> I love you, Cheryl. I mean, it, it might have been up to her, right, to make it up. I mean, I, someone's got to make it up. I right? don't
2: know that. Well, she, the way she she said, although, talk about unreliable narrators. I'm not sure Jane Espenson really remembers the show or she and like this baked episode. Baked out
1: of her mind. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
2: well, she keeps saying stuff that's a little like half true, and she remembers. It's it's so fun to because she did the director's commentary. I should say for this episode, which I watch, and I'll mention a couple things from. Uh, but she she only knows the writing side of it. It's fun to see mm. the like the directors because they can nerd out just on the technical aspects and, and, and like that'll always be prescient, right? Like That'll always like, because those directing techniques are probably still relevant and they can lock into it immediately. But for Jane, it's like, I wrote this story, you know, now four years, on, eh, three years right. ago. I don't really remember it. And she's remembering the script that she turned in mm. more so than what the episode became. So there's like, at the very end when Buffy's like, Jonathan, the little moan thing. She's like, and then she says, just kidding, during the credits, which does not happen. Oh, right. But yeah. she wrote it into the script. So mm. it's like, some things are just not 100% right. Anyway, I digress. Other well, forces. if things. you're like
1: Adam Driver, and you like refuse to watch yourself. Oh, Like yeah. he refuses to watch himself. I get that. I, I wouldn't wonder if. Want to do that. But I wonder if there's also that for writers where they're like, I refuse. Yeah, she probably, I wonder if she's ever even seen the episode, right? She's like, yeah, ah, like I can't. I
2: think she has, but like, yeah, I can see. That's people probably easier for writers. Right, it was probably more fun for a writer because yeah. your words are coming to life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, and Doug Petrie certainly loves to hear his own name, well, to Doug watch Petrie his things. Is back still to him.
1: on the shit list. We will not talk about him <laughs> till season five.
2: Another first. This is even though we don't name it the first instance of a uh, Tomogenesis. So in season six, episode Afterlife. There's a poltergeist that is created because Buffy is brought back to life. It's the consequence of the spell. And then they make it corporeal so Buffy can kill it and send Mm -hmm. it back to its hell dimension or whatever. But this is technically the first instance of it in the Buffyverse because Jonathan did a spell. A a being was created as a consequence of that spell, and then they had to kill it. So, first instance of of Tomogenesis. Isn't that neat? Uh, And
3: Okay, but if Buffy could kill her Tomogenesis and she doesn't die again, then how come... They kill Jonathan's, mm. and he goes back to nerd
2: Jonathan. Well, the the definition in universe of Tom and genesis is just that the being is created, not necessarily its complexity as like its relation to its spell or whatever. It's just that the sheer act of doing a spell something is created from it. This one happened to be that the monster was then tied intrinsically mm-hmm. to Jonathan or the reality that was created, without that the Buffy one was not.
3: Conveniently, Buffy's wasn't. Conveniently, Buffy's wasn't. Yeah. Well,
2: when the bond demanded. Uh. So Brad Kane, who is the voice of Aladdin was also Aladdin. in the singing voice, the cartoon.
1: From Ooh. Disney? Yeah. The Disney movie? Aladdin, yeah. Aladdin, mm-hmm. 1993?
2: Whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, not the newest one, sorry. The, yeah. the original No, cartoon, I mean,
1: like, okay, I, I mean, I'm i there. Yes. Because it's so. Um
2: Wow. And I'm sure I've mentioned this before because I would have mentioned it during the prom. He was actually, he played Tucker Wells, the bad guy in the prom. But he does the singing for wow. Jonathan in this episode during Serenade in Blue. So that was cool thing to know because Wait, I've whoa. moved on from first to fun facts oh, fun <laughs> f- seamlessly without any kind of segue.
1: Good, so. good. I mean, uh, that's why I was confused.
3: Professional.
2: Another yes. reason why you're confused is because Danny Strong does a fantastic job of lip syncing. Like oh. Holy shit, he oh. nailed it. Love that. You would never know. And oh. also Brad Kane's like, uh, Jane pointed out in the commentary that he has, his speaking voice sounds a lot like Brad Kane's singing voice. So it, it just really worked super well. They also sent him a trumpet so he could mime playing, which i'll say he does a good great enough job again like i I sold i did not think danny strong played the trumpet for one second but he did better than than better than us better than seth green can't can't and the rest of the band is
1: playing like the guitar i mean he's playing the song i'm pretty sure so the
2: guitar there's no guitar in that song
1: well i mean it might be so low as at least they all seem to be like playing to the they're a real band this this band okay something
2: review that i should have wrote down but i didn't they're a real band Uh, but I tried really hard to find the guitar in that At least
1: he's not just like... There isn't.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Doing the side green.
1: Just, like, strumming.
2: All the props that were made in this episode, all the Jonathan paraphernalia, the Johnny O's, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. were really fun, and apparently Jane Espenson took a box of Johnny O's and took, like, posters, anything that she could get her hands on, but there was also comic books in Xander's room when Buffy goes to see Anya. There's uh, a bunch of comic books around, too, that are, you know, tales about Jonathan, Mm -hmm. I guess, and Dark Horse actually... Fabricated those. So the real comic book company that produces Buffy yeah. comics, or it did, uh, made those kind comic of prop comics and inspired Jane Espenson to make an actual comic book about Jonathan called Jonathan, codename Comrades, about communist vampires. That's right. So that happened because of this episode. I read that. Um, Jonathan's collapsible crossbows. That you, you kind of only see it right at the beginning, uh, right after the opening credits, right. where they're at Giles' apartment. He like pulls one out, and then it goes, tink, and like, it's, mm-hmm. it, don't exist. Uh, or at least they didn't have access to one, because they're not small like that. So they specially designed those little classical crossbows. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you didn't make them just for this episode, because I'm pretty sure I've seen them in this show, other than this episode. And the only episode I can think of seeing them in was one that happens after this. So I was like, touche. Touche. Oh, because of the angle of the shot where Willow and Tara are taping pictures onto the wall for the little Jonathan collage, turns out they weren't actually taping it to a wall or even a poster board. They were taping it to one of the crew members' hands. There was a guy crouched underneath the camera with his hands out, and they were just taping the pictures to his hands. And then when they, obviously, when they turned the camera, it was to a wall that they'd already created and everything. That's but it was like, so can you imagine being Allison Hannigan and Amber Benson just like, <laughs> I think it'd be together. weirder
3: to be the crew member, oh, yeah. <laughs> <crouching> <laughs> but like below the camera. So you have to be
2: acting and, like, remembering your lines while you're just like, say. <laughs> I
3: don't know. Just, That's why you're not an actor. Yeah.
2: Oh, that and many other reasons. <laughs> and all the media within the episode about Jonathan, like, the little interviews with him that we see when we go to Adam's lair and we see him, like, on the red carpet yeah, and we see him yeah. accepting awards and stuff like that, as well as all... The, Every picture you see of him, you know, like this jonathan.com, his poster on the back of Riley's door, all this stuff. That was done in like a day-long photo shoot with Danny Strong before he'd gotten the script. So he had no idea what the fuck was going on. He hasn't been in an episode in forever and he's like, I'm in. This is great. So what a great sport. So good. Um, And that's all I have for fun, facts. But this episode left me wanting about things to talk about and, and questioning reality. And I just don't know if I'm in the right mindset if we as global citizens at the moment are in the right mindset for this episode but it did leave me with a big question and that is is jonathan.com a real website
0: these musty old books have a great deal more to say than in any
1: of your fabulous web pages
2: and i can say emphatically it is it is it is or was but still is so a guy named jonathan costello owns jonathan.com he has it he created it around 2016 and mm-hmm. hasn't updated it since then but it has two technically blog entries one that says this is a test don't know if this is going to stay up here but just just some things out and one that's about uh programming languages it says "Boolean and pair our dual and then goes on to a bunch of stuff that i don't understand but one of the links on his website is his resume and it's really cute because i'm pretty sure this is somebody who's in college because he's like projected graduation uh phd in software engineering it is 2022 and he's like, I'm a student at UC Davis. Are you right? Yeah, USD, yeah. whatever. University of California, Davis. Uh, and he says in his resume that he is the chief information officer at Costello something networks. And I was like, wait, that's his last name. Wait a second. He has his own company. He must have a family company and he works for them because he's got to be younger. Like or just based he on his just resume. made
1: it up. Like I, I'm running right now. Well, I had to know. Costello family holdings.
2: I had to know and it's real. As far as I can tell it's real and it's owned by his father and his uncle.
1: Are we getting paid for this? Are and we advertising?
2: He is the, the credited on the website as the chief technology officer. But what does this company do, you might ask?
1: I am asking it.
2: From what I can understand, it seems as though they just buy domain names. That's
1: what I would guess. Yeah. I mean, jonathan.com is a great domain name to it have. It
2: is, but they also are the proud owners of Palm palmsprings.com. Great. And uh, daycare.com.
1: That's a good one.
2: Um dot lagunabeach.com Decent,
1: decent. If you're in in the beach,
2: their CFO is Victoria Costello, who I believe is their mother, who used to run something sounds really shady called the American Birthright Trust out of South Florida. So,
1: oh, out of South Florida, yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Jury's out on Jordan Costello, Jonathan Costello.
1: Did they ever own Jonathan.com? Do you think?
2: They still own it. They no, own no, no, no. They don't. No, no. Did, like, Buffy. did Buffy own
1: it? Oh, I doubt it. Like, did, did they actually, for the moment, you know, they'll sometimes do this. I mean, some, sure. some I shows mean, still, it's yeah. like built into the fucking, like, Well,
2: I mean, Westworld, when it was still cool, was like a huge thing. And that was like a way to solve the puzzle. And like, they had all I kinds I still of
1: think you can go to like the Walter White, you know, when you can give money, you can donate money or whatever. They built a fake website for Walt Jr. He made that website. Oh, oh really? Bad. And so many, so, there's so many websites like that in oh, TV sure. shows. But I just wonder if they're still around. Like, I just wonder if Buffy ever paid for it. I think you would do it today. I don't think you would give that up. Or you'd be hosted on HBO.com, right, for Westworld. Mm-hmm. But, like, do you think that they ever bought it? Because I Because that's pretty bold to just go, so. like Jonathan.com. It could be a porn site. Like, that seems crazy. That's
2: a great point. Or
1: the internet's so new. I think that's like, what it
2: is. I think that it was so novel. Like, it's just that, so
1: funny. Jonathan.com, of right. course, it's not his.
2: I think they were, they were okay with the gamble because it's the same thing as when we put fake phone numbers in TV shows, right? It's like. True. They probably aren't real te- – they're more careful about that, actually, the putting the fake phone numbers because people would and have called. So I think they're like, maybe somebody will fucking go to Jonathan.com, but it's not worth us to invest the time. I think if you were to ask them today,
1: they would probably say, I, we, should, I, we wish we would have bought it. Because then you could at least just have a splash header with the, the totally. with him, you know, his shoe brand or whatever. It's like, oh, it's such a. It was, I can imagine it being such a fun website, but yeah, but not in two thousand. It wouldn't be awesome. No. It would just be a GeoCities website. Absolutely. But Space Jam still exists, so the Space Jam website still exists. So. Yeah. Are you ever been there to the Space Jam website?
2: Is it like updated for the movie? That might not
1: be. No, come on. You've never, haven't done Space
2: Jam?
0: sure, <laughs>
1: Yeah, like game, like, like, oh game, shit like, It's all still there Incredible
2: yeah, Incredible So
1: that's what I mean Like, the, How cool would it be
2: Did one so, of like, really forget they own this? It?
1: No, this it's always comes back like, It's like uh, Heaven's Gate Every five years or so Someone's like Hey, Space a thing And then
2: you're like Hey, Space
1: Shit. I don't know if the games are still you need the show Oh god. <laughs> That's like now it's like Shockwave Zag thing. You need the shockwave plugin. Oh see, I love this. I remember old websites in the day used to have these. The but, uh, the the jam. Yes. Wow, this is space Incredible.
0: Very funny. Let's all laugh at the duck. And that point guard. Standing three foot three, four feet if you include the ears, co-captain of the Toon Squad, Doctor of Delight, Bob Bundy. And now, the player coach of the Toon Squad, at six foot six from North Carolina, is royal Heiress, Michael.
2: i don't think they ever did but if they i do believe you are 100 correct in that if it were airing today they have to have jonathan.com i think they got to contact jonathan costello and be like hey we own this now
1: well or they would just
2: and their family it. business would be like ha, 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 you're messing with the wrong jabroni or they'd
1: be like it's ten thousand dollars and they'd be like okay jonathan.net it's fine with us. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. We'll change the posters. Also, we don't care. <laughs>
2: uh, so that's all That's all I, I've got for, for good good news. For good and great and good news. Because, I don't know. I, I remember... I would love to get both of your opinions. I know that was a, a big download right up top. But I would love to ask you, Stacia, personally, how you felt about this episode.
3: Um, historically, I like this episode.
2: I would say that's accurate for me as well. What about... In the present.
3: You know, I don't know that it's fair to judge this episode right now.
2: Do you think that because of everything we're dealing with, with the coronavirus stuff, is like, put you in a weird headspace and maybe not a receptive Jonathan as a superstar headspace? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, I think this episode is still fun. For some reason, I remember it being more fun. Like, the web of Jonathan goes deeper than it does. I don't even know functionally what that
2: would mean the deeper web of jonathan
1: i I kind of thought it was way shorter so i I liked how much time we got in the jonathan verse
2: yeah daniel how do you how do you feel about
1: it? i love this episode yeah yeah so so fun so funny and it does it uh, why i like it is because i don't want to fucking spend a whole episode on the initiative i don't want to spend an episode on riley and buffy i don't want to spend an episode on tara and willow getting to know Buffy, I don't want to do any of that stuff. So instead, we get to have fun hijinks with Jonathan and we get to just be like, hey, f- the Faith stuff is done. Hey, Tara already knows your friends. Hey, Willow's hand-holding with Tara and everything's cool. Hey, everything's fine. We've moved along the plot and we've done it in a super fun, creative way that y- y- we then can move on to Riley having sex with Buffy for a whole episode. Yeah. Because can you imagine having some fucking drawn out nonsense instead of having a, a schm- schmoozy Jonathan be like, given life advice? Because it's funny when he does it because it's fucking Jonathan and the whole world is Jonathan's world. But all of his advice is spot on. Everything he says is great. But if you had to put that in a whole episode of like seriousness, it would be horrible. But to just have a funny character in a different universe, alternate universe, explain the same thing is great.
2: I agree. I agree with your points which is why i have to feel like maybe i'm just not in the mood for it which is a bummer because if you ask me season four standard episodes this was always in the list superstar always made it up there with hush and something blue is just because it was so fun Mm -hmm. and i was like this isn't fun and it's taking forever so i gotta feel like it's just my state of mind but it's interesting that you say that it's not a buff you know we, we didn't have to deal with the Real guts of the Buffy Riley situation, but I feel like that was all I could see in this episode was them, them, them. But you're right, if if we didn't have this levity baked in because it's such a ridiculous thing, it would have been drawn out. And I mean, even Jane Espenson said as much about the episode where it's like we get to they don't need to have the conversation because we can just move on and and we don't need to do it.
0: I mean, no Jonathan, but doing okay.
2: And the Tarot meeting of the friends, like it's crazy that we didn't reintroduce what? them, but like I guess we just count Faith. Buffy being in face body as them actually meeting but yeah you're right it's probably better that we just said fuck it and and even whatever whatever <laughs> fake initiative bullshit is happening, it's probably for the best that we don't dwell. That <laughs> we just keep on trucking and get through because, like, oh my god, it's barely holding water. <laughs> it's,
1: it's we've just, introduced a colonel. We like the U.S. <laughs> army is now officially we're gathered here. around a dining table. Like I don't know what's going on. Got the camera under the table. Like, it's
0: just so bad.
1: It's so I you can just yada yada it oh, in a way by having. Jonathan walk in and fucking full fatigues like oh, yeah. it makes no goddamn sense <laughs> and it's the best I mean it's just the fucking best
2: yeah I um, I'm I mean I get
1: it I feel the same way it's like once you're finished watching and I also do it differently than you guys I sit there and I fucking take all the quotes and there's so many great ones there's so many like iconically funny images in this as well and I just take screenshots you know for the website and stuff if I'm just watching this straight I can see sort of dipping in and out Like, and that's why it's really not like, it's not the greatest episode ever. It's definitely not the best of season four even, but it's just, it does, because we're getting tired of all the stuff that they're introducing. Like even Adam, Adam was tolerable. All of that was fine because you have this other random guy and we have Jonathan as the foil and we have Adam being the only one who knows. He's like, this is, this is bullshit. (laughs) Like that was legitimately funny. We're like, yes, cool. Adam. All right. This is great.
0: Tell me who is he?
1: (laughs) Oh, you're joking, right? Jonathan is Jonathan. Look.
0: These are lies. None of this is real. The world has been changed. It's intriguing, but it's wrong. Feels okay to me. You're under his spell just like the others. I seem to be the only one who's not. Really? And what makes you so special? I'm aware. I know every molecule of myself and everything around me. No one. No human, no demon, has ever been as awake and alive as I am. You are all just shadows. Oh. So, what do you, what do you do now? Hey, you could kill Jonathan. Well, er, you could try. The guy's like a dynamo of action. I don't need to do anything. These magics are unstable, corrosive. They will inevitably lead to chaos.
1: And I am interested in chaos. But then he says a bunch of dumb shit. I, I feel every molecule in my body. Like, okay, all right.
2: Jane said that was tapping into some real sociopath, psychopath stuff. And I was like, What I'm glad she said that. Because if you view it through that lens of where... That is true, right? Like these people have... Su- I don't know. Stacey, you're the expert. That's why I'm looking at you. <laughs> like uh, serial killers and psychopaths. They have that like, super ego thing, right? Where they're mm. kind of on a different level than everyone else. Some of them, I guess. Well, they have no empathy, right? That's yeah. just kind of a given. Mm. Yeah. So... Adam being like I am you guys are idiots, you're just right. shan- you don't actually exist. Hey, I a, feel everything. Good
1: luck trying to take down Jonathan if you can. That's so good. <laughs> That'd be Very funny. funny.
2: This episode really does benefit for a lot of subtle jokes, which is why I think Jane was was tasked to do this. Oh, uh, it's, this was Joss Whedon's idea, the premise of the episode, mm-hmm. but I, I think if you want some lighthearted stuff and, and you need jokes, 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 you go to Jane for it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it really does depend on the first watch, I feel like. A lot of them mm-hmm. only land the first time around, mm-hmm. but there's still a lot of, of subtle stuff holding it up, so I'm trying to not to to bring it down too much because I know I really love this episode, so I'll we'll just kind of give it the benefit of that. But it is all about Jonathan, Right. So, about uh, so I'd like to to delve into that a little bit deeper. um I'm specifically curious, Daniel, is your defense of why no one thought about this came to the conclusion faster of why this is bullshit because it's so extreme. His fame is so extreme. His talent is so extreme. But, you know, but, if,
3: it's but way, if it's
1: always been that way, but if it's always
2: been that way, just logistically, logistically,
1: okay. I mean, it is incredible. I mean, Buffy basically breaks it down. How did he do the Matrix when he never left town?
0: Yes, I'm just saying. It doesn't make any sense. He, he started in the matrix, but he never left town.
1: Like that's the, so that, that's the brain. That's that, um, like there's some crazy spell going on. Like, right. I mean, he's mm-hmm. like completely changed. Yeah. It has to be that there. thing where like the second they would realize it, it's yeah. like spell gas, but they're not allowed to because the spell like is stopping them right. from being like, oh no, no, no. I'm, I can't think like that. Literally right. everyone is just so enamored. And it's just like, Buffy, you're stupid. We don't trust you at all. You can't do anything.
0: <laughs> Buffy was right. Buffy was right. Doesn't sound very likely, does it?
1: Look, is this the meeting? Where's Jonathan? The, like, uh,
0: apparently it.
2: during the scene at the, the post-credit scene right before, like at Giles' house, when, I don't remember who does, somebody throws a spike at Buffy to like catch her or whatever, she's supposed to like, blah, blah, comically bobble it around, and I'm like, I'm glad that didn't make it, because I think that might have been a bridge too far. But yeah, it's, she, Janice was said that she really wanted to flesh out the world of like what Jonathan would look like, but I would say she failed in that. I would say, I know, Nothing about Jonathan other than just assume he's the best at everything, which I get because like you only have 30 minutes really to like kind of discuss it. But
1: like, what did you want?
2: I mean, how did, how was he a star basketball player? It, like, how so is,
1: how is he all these things? Every games? childhood dream he ever wanted. Came just, true.
2: He's
3: naturally good at
1: everything. He's naturally good at everything.
2: But I'm not even taking away that he's good at it. How do you have the time to do all the things at once? And if you could do anything because you were the best at everything, why would you just be following around Buffy and her friends?
0: The man moistens his
1: eyeballs, and we're having a meeting about it. He's the most interesting man in the world. Is he? Yes. Are oh. famous people James not allowed Bond. to have friends? <laughs> he has James Bond's theme song, somehow, underneath him at all times. Constantly playing. <laughs> do you think it's actually playing uh, No. In, well, in it's university? definitely some type of... well. Is it that would James Bond? Like, is it a knockoff James Bond or the real James oh, it's Bond? One. No. no, but it's so close that it's. Yeah. Are you? Is it dicey? Do they have to pay for that? I like, think so.
3: and plus they're wow. like 10
2: second stings. I don't think
3: that okay. would have been a fun little thing for Buffy to be like. Do you guys hear that music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: would have been great. <laughs> that would have been great.
1: <laughs> well, I just wrote down a whole list of why Jonathan is is the the most interesting person yeah, in the world. Top- and maybe you've just forgotten James Bond theme song, of course. Effortless banter. <laughs> with uh with giles and buffy uh willow is fawning all over him for his hacking skills he got in there oh, that's
2: right. just like that and
1: you would have got there too if he just gave you a little more time <laughs>
2: uh
1: what is it the nimza the nimza defense
2: which is a real chess thing by the way yeah, jane was sad that. that she couldn't get get it right
0: i think we have a plan buffy you go in first let him get a look at his slayer xander and the nimza defense Let's see if I remember. Mm-hmm. Mate and four. You almost got me that time, Rupert.
1: Shoots up a crypt like it's nobody, nobody's business. That's really Jonathan, I want to say. This dude's rolling around. He's jumping around. He's kicking. That's him, right? He's No, doing... okay.
2: So Jan Esperson pointed this out. That they problem, have, yeah. like, the closest match for a
1: stunt person ever. No, 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 no no, no. no, no, But in the universe, Jonathan. Oh, yeah. The Jonathan character mm-hmm. is jumping around oh, yeah, and doing... Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. He's doing great. He's shooting great. Like, I mean... Maybe he can't play basketball and stuff, right? <laughs> Maybe he can't do any of that stuff, but I mean, he's, like, shooting stuff yeah. and punching people. He's doing great. Uh, he goes uh, tete-a-tete with uh, Spike. Oh, yeah. Because he's, you know, he's afraid, he's afraid of nothing. Back off, Betty. It's
0: Buffy. You big, bleached, stupid guy.
1: Um, he has a, so many photo shoots. To provide Tara and Willow <laughs> with all of those photos. That's a lot of photos. It is. And in between all of that, they also decide to take like a mountain lion also and put it in there like with everything oh, in else.
2: Oh, the Yeah. Just so you know, he's ferocious.
1: He's also... He's oh, a beast. He's also ferocious. What would Faith
2: say? Manimal.
1: Dr. Jonathan Chase. Wealthy, young, handsome.
3: A man with the brightest of futures. A man with the darkest of pasts. From Africa's deepest recesses to the rarefied peaks of Tibet, heir to his father's legacy and the world's darkest mysteries.
0: My son, you must have faith and learn. This is not the end. This is the beginning.
3: Jonathan Chase master of
0: the secrets that divide man from animal animal from man wow. animal wow yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he drinks out of large yellow mugs only one sip before walking away uh, he's quick with an autograph and he offers great advice to Buffy in particular when Buffy was like I know that Riley slept with Faith but I know that he thought it was me and he's like I know you know Buffy but you gotta believe it it's like that's that's good advice. It's true. It's true, and that's she got around to it. Uh, he knew how to spell Karen with a K correctly. She was really yeah. excited yeah. that he spelled it right. He she checked immediately and was like, <laughs> "Yes, this is great. I'm a real character." So weird. I didn't. I did not expect her to like come back around and get attacked when she was spying on this. <laughs> oh, out of this world! Hilarious. Um, he's got, he's got his own athletic shoe. Uh, later, we learn he's a professional athlete in literally every sport. He's a fo- uh, like I thought when he when she picked up the. All the playing cards, he is the football player, mm-hmm. the basketball player, the baseball player. Literally every single sport. Yep. Um, he has a line of comics, as we said. He invented the internet, started the Matrix without leaving town, graduated med school at 18, coached the U.S. women's soccer team to an Olympic Cup victory, has his own swimsuit calendar that challenges Giles and Riley's masculinity. Uh,
0: <laughs> Giles, do you have a Jonathan swimsuit calendar?
1: No. Yes. It was a gift introduced a, by the colonel of a, of the U.S. Navy. And Graham replies, it's time that we brought out the big guns. <laughs> he loads up a gun as he has a heart-to-heart with Riley. And then we cut back to him as he says, people can't always see what's right in front of them while he's wearing a blindfold about to shoot apples off of other guys' heads.
2: Living human beings.
1: Living human But he's going to do it. Jazz night at the Bronze. We've never seen Jazz night at the Bronze. At first, I did not know he was going to sing. I kind of forgot all about that. And we're just like, was what like, a
2: weird themed night in no, Jonathan like, Universe. What a
1: classy universe. He's nice. just classed up the joint. Because yep. what's classier than jazz? Of course, uh, <laughs> jazz is classed up the joint. But of course, he gets out there and he croons. Singing and then he
2: fucking on the trumpet.
1: And what's oh a is like, this oh my God, it's from his new album. album. Which was so good. Um, all the women yell his name in bed. Yeah. Uh, obviously with the joke at the end, but Anya was Xander. Um, he knows the sergeant of Sunnydale PD by name. And the police are just performing a routine check um, of his perfect. house mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. So what a service they offer. To the rich and famous. Um, and then in Buffy Lore, he crushed the bones of the master. He blew up the snake made of mare. And uh, Xander at the very end said, I liked his clothes. He had really nice clothes. That's true. And, uh, and I think everybody... that That's Jonathan, in a nutshell. Yeah. The most interesting man in the world.
2: Thank you for that... That uh, what's, What is Delve short for? Delve is just a word. Thank you for that dive into <laughs> no, Jonathan's that. accomplishments.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I think, that was, everything. I,
2: no, I think he did great. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he missed <laughs> anything.
1: And that's pretty much the whole episode. I mean, that's kind of what's crazy about it all. Yeah, it's like, that's, all of it is just the gags. And then you get the final fight where there's, like, a threat of him pushing Buffy down into another huge gaping hole. Where do these things come from? And then he doesn't. Yeah. And then, he, and he, like, stands toe-to-toe with that other monster. And then again, mm-hmm. he almost falls down the hole, just like, didn't we see, we saw this with, um was it doomed or whatever it was when uh well that was
2: the Hellmouth too there's like that was the Hellmouth. oh sure
1: but it was still the same like falling down and like i grabbed grabbed him or whatever Mm -hmm. oh yeah oh yeah it just shows her holding his foot too it's like oh get out of here so bad so anyways he i don't know what he really got out of it they're still friends are we gonna see jonathan again i mean i know we we see him but not until season season six six. yeah
2: i think he's in a single episode of season five actually it's the last time does he ever bring this up
1: again In the show? Is this ever a plot point again?
2: I can't imagine that there's not a throwaway line, at least Mm. at some point when the the trio were hanging out that they don't mention that. They they must. Because there's definitely the the episode where they repeat the day where Buffy's got to repeat that task over and over again, and they're all kind of boasting about their their prowess and magic and stuff. Mm. So I can't imagine that he won't throw this in there. Yeah. But... And he, like to spell. Oh, or maybe not, because they're, they're supposed to have forgotten actually. Right by the end of it, the memories are all fading, everyone forgets.
1: Ah, uh, true, true. So,
2: I don't know if we do actually mention this ever again. If everyone has forgotten, yeah, unlike Xander, who lied about not remembering being a hyena, I think right. that like legit, no one
1: remembers. I feel like someone should write it down immediately. Yeah, and this an, fucking like, crazy a, thing, like huh? an episode of TV, just write it down. Yeah, and make a script out of it, you know. What a good story!
2: <laughs> what a great story, and thank you for that explanation but I still I think you missed one piece mm. I mean you kind of touched on it a little bit uh, of why Jonathan's actually very endearing in this episode because he d- when he's saying Willow you would have gotten there eventually or mm. Buffy all that matters is that you're doing your best he means it so earnestly he does. He does. like it, it can almost it sounds a little condescending but I don't think for a second and the character's definitely not supposed to mean it in a condescending way he's like Jane went out of her way to, to talk about during the commentary that like every time he says something like that like he, he means it like he's He's just trying to be a nice person. It's like, if you could imagine somebody who's gone through being kind of treated like crap or mm-hmm. like ignored or whatever, and then instead of turning into like...
1: A supreme asshole. Yeah. They turn into a supreme, helpful person. A good
2: person yeah. who like also has all the fame and all the money and all the things. But, you know, he's, it's like nice. He wanted to be nice. He and just the wanted twins. friends. He's got the twins. Don't forget. Speaking of the twins. He's got the twins. So... <laughs> the twins left. As Jane and Espen said, they're real sisters. As if we didn't... Couldn't tell they, they were exactly identical the human same. beings.
0: I don't care if it is an orgy of death. There's still such
2: a thing as an Afghan But they are not Swedish. They are Southern and they had the voice, the accent, dubbed in. Because two questions. What two, why two, why couldn't two they just southern are not
1: hot. Why yeah, why couldn't they just be
2: southern? Uh, I guess because they they had their heart set on the characters names, these vital pivotal characters that I did not know had names being named Elsa and Inga. So like, they can't be together. there, but then why couldn't you just make them fake a Swedish accent? Look, literally nothing. the fact that they even have a speaking line is incredible. So like wow. what, what? how many so many hoops. Come so many too hoops. Bad. <laughs>
1: that's all you have to say.
2: Incredible. Um I don't have a ton more to say, so I think that we should just do what we always do on this podcast. And that's it. Get to the yelling. The quick draw is about more than speed.
0: It's also about pointing a stake the right way. And there can be splinter issues. It is a true test of dexterity. Can you open this? No, I tear it and it gets all (laughs) sloshy.
2: Time for yelling. I always go, I always don't go first. I'm gonna break the law and go first. Whoa. If you didn't need another reason to not watch the previously on in any fucking episode, not that this one super matters because it's not like a big reveal, but oh my god, why are we showing Jonathan in the fucking previously on? It's
1: so good. It's think, so good. Oh my, the theme song with him in it, it's perfect.
2: Oh no, 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 not the credits. Oh. The previously on. Oh, the song Yeah, you're
1: like it starts with him, him and earshot. Jonathan.
2: Right. Yeah, but I guess you almost kind of need that too to be like oh, remember this guy because legit, it, it's it's hard to. Okay, I take everything I just said back. I take that. I'm gonna yell. Take. I'm not gonna yell about this because I'm still gonna talk about it, but. Knowing the Jonathan we know now in season six, who became such a character, would you have remembered him? Could you could you pretend like you never saw season six or season seven for that matter? And would you th- do you think you would have remembered Jonathan? Right? Yeah, just because earshot, right? And the prom. I don't know; those moments stick in my head so much. The class protector thing, and the uh, the sure fucking earshot. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean he was a character but he looks a lot different as Jonathan Superstar versus Jonathan Nerd.
1: Yeah.
2: That's true. Yeah, he doesn't look like almost a totally different person. It might be necessary
1: to have it in there. Yeah. It might be. Yeah. All right, if
2: yeah. I take it back. Yeah. But
1: I, I feel but the theme song was fucking amazing. Oh,
2: and and the, the him like walking slowly towards the camera yeah. with the billowing cape is supposed to be direct uh homage to Angel because that's exactly what he does okay
1: yeah so good because he feels like he's getting blasted by an air fan (laughs) can't see it's so good Uh, yeah the Nimza Witch defense uh, I don't know if she said anything about it
2: no she just said that it is a real chess move she wasn't sure if she pronounced it correctly and she Uh, definitely didn't know how to set the board up
1: yeah board is to 100% wrong it's an opener move it's not like that was like in the middle of a game of chess right and this is um, just the beginning Like, the literal opening. However, I did learn that in the Oxford Companion of Chess, there are 1,327 named openings and variants. Jesus Christ. That sounds stressful. Oh, my God. I'm looking at the Wikipedia, and it's just like N6EFF. You know, it's just like all the the letters and numbers for where things can go on the board. And this is essentially, imagine I move my middle pawn two up, and you take one of your, um what is it, with the horse, the knights. You take Mm -hmm. one of the knights out so your first move as black is to move your knight and my first move as white is to move my pawn two spaces like one of the center pawns i don't know if it matters which one but that's so that's the opening move of the nimza Witch defense so what was shown here was just a full like game of chess right just playing a game of chess but the, that's just an opening move but i also learned that opening moves have sometimes been plotted out up to 30 moves in advance So an opening move can consist of about 30 moves. Cause if I do this, then you do that. And we just basically move everything to a point where then we're at the middle stage of a game. And then there's also, you know, hundreds of ending named variants for how to end games. And it's only so often, I I guess now where people get fully off script and it's like a big deal when you're not playing to a certain thing, like, cause there's so many named variants that eventually you're going to fall into one of them at some point. Right. But if you're playing it off script, apparently that's like, that's a big deal. So. Because
2: it happens so frequently because they've named every single fucking movie. Which is judge.
1: insane to I me. Know, I didn't know that. Insane to me. That's so, too much. Yeah. Gary Kasparov, we've heard his name. He's a grand world champion. Raymond Keane is a grandmaster. master. Uh, they both said in a, maybe a book that they wrote, quote, it has never been fully accepted as, de- as a dependable opening. Nevertheless, it is sound and offers the Maverick spirit a great deal of foreign territory to explore. Wow. <laughs> wow, do you have a Maverick spirit? Not, Fisher.
0: God, <laughs> Anya, he fights better than I do, and I'm the Slayer, the Slayer. I mean, that's supposed to mean something, right? Oh, buck up, you. You kill the best. Go you, kill, kill. Actually, not needing validation right now, but thank you. <laughs> that was so
3: much.
1: The Nimza witch defense. I don't think that's wrong.
3: Adam says, I am interested in chaos. Fucking why? Like, he still has no motivation. And Jane Espenson might have given him a uranium core, but she gave him no purpose.
1: He is still just sitting in a library? In a room? Somewhere? Yeah, they were in the
2: library. They killed the librarian and then they were That was a pretty
1: library. gruesome dead fake Holy dead body. shit, yeah. The <laughs> insides of I, I don't
2: think I ever noticed that any other time I've ever watched this episode. Like, I've conveniently looked away from the screen when the body was on the fucking TV, apparently, because holy shit. I mean, it's very obviously a fake dead yeah. body, but like, god damn.
1: Maybe it's that HD given in too much away. Maybe. But, yeah, I, it's totally true. What, what are we doing? Yeah. What a running in place. Generic so bad guy is generic bad
2: guy. Horrible. horrible. Um, can you check on the dog real quick? Stupid dog. Thinks think they're doing something bad.
3: Why is it my job and not your job? Oh, yeah, I can
2: get out now. I'm so used to being trapped.
1: Yeah, you're, like, super untrapped. It's my bad. They're just running around barking like fucking idiots. it sounds like they're kind of tearing something up. They're tearing each other's hearts
2: up. <laughs> <laughs> it's tearing up my heart when I'm with you. Where we are above, oh. no? Thank you.
1: I'm sorry. I'm just it just sounded like, like
2: Rasslin'? Just rasslin'? Just a couple of pups wrestling.
1: Or whatever the Swedish equivalent of rasslin' is. Can't have southern accents. No. Uh The initiative review, as we've said, was really, really dumb. Jonathan being the best part. But however, Uranium-235, I did learn that it is real. Mm. Obviously. I mean, we do. Uranium's a thing. Uh, I did learn that this type of uranium um, 235 is fissile, so it can sustain a nuclear reaction, and it's the only fissile isotope found in nature, period. So, like, everything else has to be made in order to be nuclear reactive, except for uranium 235. So, I don't know if maybe that's why she chose it, just because it is natural. Um, and then when Jonathan was like Or when What was it Riley asked How long How long does it survive And he's like Forever Basically forever It's true The half-life is 703.8 million years
2: damn! Wow So
1: essentially forever is about right
2: Wow So you've turned yelling into facts mm-hmm. Thank you very much I've learned so much
3: I like Facts Corner It's
2: great Facts Corner
3: Facts Facts Corner Okay I'm learning, Girl You're not going away Why aren't you going away Why aren't you going away It's fun to see Anya and Buffy interact yeah, yeah, they had a,
1: that was a great episode for Anya and Buffy.
2: We definitely don't get them solo very
3: often.
1: Oh, my so. God, when it's, like, about the prawns. Or, what mm-hmm. was it? A
2: world with, that a the, world with nothing
3: but and then And then Buffy's like, yeah. can you explain it? No, you're messing it all up. You're messing it all
1: up. <laughs> and then she's, like, uh, moving the pawns. And then Anya's like, prawns?
0: Anya, tell them about the alternate universes. Oh, okay. Um, say you really like shrimp a lot. Or we could say you don't like shrimp at all. Blah, I wish there weren't any shrimp, you'd say to yourself. Stop, you're saying it wrong. I think that Jonathan may be doing something so that he's manipulating the world, and we're all like his pawns or prawns. Stop with the shrimp. I am trying to do something here
1: and the the look I caught the look, I was like, oh my God, she's like legitimately so mad. <laughs> cool it with the shrimp
2: <laughs> so. While we're on the subject of that scene, specifically. Well, this was over two scenes. But you know what I'm talking about. Why is Anya at Xander's place when Xander isn't there? So can we conclude
3: that she has to Do we know in? that she has anywhere else to live? Yeah. Well, we don't know. But she has like...
1: been gone at convenient other times. Where is she? But maybe they just got done. He just went off to work? Maybe. Question mark. So she's just like, I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. In the basement all day.
2: True. Since that was a short one, I'm going to go again. The Dingo's poster.
1: What is this shit?
2: I'm fucking, it's my show. I do what I want. The dingoes poster, okay. One of the Jonathan posters, as everything's turning back to normal, turns into a dingoes poster. Now, we gotta assume that that poster's kind of fresh, right?
1: <laughs> poster's I, fresh. I would. Oh, okay. So here's conspiracy corner. Okay.
2: Are they still a band? Are they still a band? Did it they is just uh still in songs? town? No, no, no. I don't think that. I'm not going that far. With what that if?
1: Conspiracy. What if they got a new guitarist who wears a werewolf mask? On stage, I don't think West it, Borland style or some shit. Right, right. Buckethead, oh my god, sure. Buckethead shows up. Would Would you think that it's Seth Green? Do you think Seth Green's still here? No, In I, town.
2: I don't think Oz no. is still around. No. But I'm saying, did they replace him? I mean, they must have, right? If the poster is fresh, why Why that poster too? Because like that just opens up some questions. Or maybe this is a really subtle way to be like, don't forget about Oz. You guys, don't forget about Oz.
3: Hi.
1: Oh, that's what I was going to say. I think it's just a recognizable poster.
3: Or maybe it was just a really easy digital image they already had. Yeah, Mm. it's
1: true. Mm. (laughs) Because the high-tech zoom-over replace is uh, very high-tech.
2: I thought that was going to be a Lycos ad. Remember Lycos, guys?
1: I do. The Sunnydale Times. (laughs) Uh, Newspaper we've never seen.
2: I didn't even realize. Black and white. Not us. The Sunnydale Times. We print in color. Oh holy shit. Whose turns it? I took two times. Yeah, you did.
3: Daniel.
1: Okay. Like a, yeah, come on. Two in a row. Serenade in blue. That was so good. I'm glad that they gave a lot of time to that whole scene. Oh yeah. The whole great. bronze scene was so, bronze scene was so great. Uh composed by Harry Warren in nineteen forty two. facts. He also did on the Ash <laughs> uh Topeka in Santa Fe. Uh Jeepers Creepers. Louis Armstrong used to play that. Uh and you guys might know that's some more he also oh, yeah. did the the um, composition for that, the lyrics for this, were by Matt Gordon. He did At Last, which was a huge hit for Etta James, and uh, also Chattanooga Choo Choo, no shit. which is a, also a great song. Uh, this was uh, Glenn Miller Orchestra, though, is who made it famous. Uh, they had a movie called The Orchestra Wives back in 1942. Apparently every big band had a movie. But this one was actually, like, good. People liked this one. Uh, It was the number two song on the Pop Charts in 1942 and recorded later by Francis Langford, the Paul Whiteman Orchestra, uh, Vic Damone, who just passed away. We talked about Vic Damone. Stan Getz, and then a lot of jazz. Stan Getz, uh, Benny Goodman, Dexter Gordon, and then Frank Sinatra on Sinatra Swingin'. Sinatra and Swingin' Bass uh, from 1962. Uh, not a lot of other people have covered it since then, or at least not on the Wikipedia. So. Well, thanks. Serenade in Blue. Excellent, though. So well, good.
2: for bringing it back around.
3: When I hear that serenade.
2: apparently that scene they only got two takes of each uh, view so they got two takes of Jonathan singing it and then two takes of Riley and Buffy mm-hmm. so they had to do a lot of work to put it together and um, Excellent job. Jane Espenson was praising Dross overseeing the editing of it because of having everything synced up with the music especially too mm-hmm. with him lip singing and, and yeah it's Flawless. You, you
1: would never know yep. great job show
2: very good so And
1: because yeah oh. when you needed to stitch it you just move away to the, the crowd I mean mm-hmm. our, our friends yep. simple
3: Xander, don't speak Latin in front of the books.
1: Librum incindere and expect...
0: Xander, don't speak Latin in front of the books.
3: Okay. I love withering withering lines from Giles to Xander. Oh. We don't get enough of them. See, you oh. remember when he used to... Giles is mean to
2: Oz watch? It should have always been Giles is mean to Xander watch. That's true. Because that's and that, that would have been fun.
3: That
1: yeah, yeah. And that would be a check.
2: Too bad we can't change anything.
1: Just can't go back in time.
2: I don't know if you caught this about the demon, the time of that jonathan created but it's supposed to be the worst of all things and things are nightmare all of our nightmares combined nightmares i have to say this is the most lame fucking duck demon of all time should say this for the monster of the week but anyway
1: i have a nightmare in my head of buffy there's like uh somebody who's a friend he's like one of our friends and his like skin is falling apart he's like puffy he wears like normal clothes, but he's like one of our friends. He drives a car. Oh, Clem. Clem. Yeah. Is this Clem?
2: No, but not a hundred percent dissimilar. Clem doesn't have a beard, but yeah, he's like got floppy ears and oh, like saggy skin. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: he's like his skin is falling
3: off. He looks like yeah. a dog.
1: Looks yeah, like a ah, okay. Yeah, but uh, but they kind of the skin color though is very pale. And
2: Clem is really white. Yeah, really, like white, okay. white. Yeah.
1: And what color is this thing? Like he's pinky. like pink. Pinky. <laughs> pink kind of and pink. white. I feel like. There's one just standing in front say, too long. I just to say, some
2: mm-hmm. guy with, like, slightly longer arms is kind of just, like, burr,
1: burr, around,
2: not, no. Nope. He also
1: got taken down by Karen with a K, who yeah. didn't, not even a fighter, and a little bit of smoke from Tara.
2: Yeah, and a wooden door. in a wooden door. That too. Like, he's, she even said, so yeah, like, this is supposed to be a nightmare creature that and it can't get through a fucking wooden door.
1: <laughs> and what, he pounded on it all night, and then, like, one person walked down, and he's like, oh, gotta go.
2: <laughs> like,
1: what was this?
2: Gotta say. Don't black ask questions.
1: Black Don't ask questions.
0: Now, if slang was a competitive sport, then I'd have a chance. You know, we could have figure staking and speed staking. I... Uh, sorry. I, this just isn't my game.
1: Anya, we learn a little bit more about her vengeance demon stuff. Because, I mean, she wanted... Buffy wanted to know about alternate realities. And she was like, yeah, sometimes I... You know, when I was uh, granting wishes, I wish they were a dog. I wish they were ugly. I wish that they were in love with President McKinley. And I don't know, is the McKinley thing just that he's old? Like, we're just, its hey, it's an old reference. Anya's been around forever. Because I can find nothing about McKinley having any crazy affairs or, you know, the guy who shot him killed him. Wasn't in love with him or anything, right? Like yeah, that. so Jane just like, she
0: that? didn't
2: really elaborate, she just said, I thought it would be a funny joke. But I think the joke is supposed to be the guy that assassinated
1: and okay. loved him for some reason, mm. or just old. I mean, it was a hundred years ago, I thought it was ago.
3: just supposed to be, yeah, like... like
1: back in the McKinley administration, yeah, like that's just a, it means a long time ago, right. yeah. That's right. all I can assume.
2: I don't know, but it was not elaborated not on, I don't, it's love,
1: yeah, don't
2: know, he loved anarchism, yes, hmm. and not McKinley, and not McKinley. <laughs> I think we can all agree that the Jonathan poster on the back of Riley's door oh. is a massive improvement from the balls poster, and I wish it was still there.
1: Inexplicably short because he has to be. It's in his contract. And I love that they're still just playing the game with Jonathan. Just oh, It's just so wonderful. It's you all, The only thing that could have made this episode better is Forrest. If Forrest was oh, here, yeah. which is so sad that he's just not here. Where's Forrest? He that would have even... been
3: fun just to see him in the background wearing a Jonathan t-shirt. Oh, my
1: God. Or just, like, talk to Jonathan. Oh, I'd give anything to have Forrest in this episode. It'd be so good. You
3: know, it would have had the biggest crush on Jonathan. So,
1: the biggest crush. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what Bigger they gonna They'd was.
2: be like, oh, now we're confirming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, the last one I have is uh, Jonathan was said to have coached the U.S. women's team to the 1999 World Cup victory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he didn't do that. <laughs> uh, the real woman's head coach was Tony Dacino He died in 2017, very sadly. Oh. But this was the um, this was the one where Brandy Chastain kicked the penalty kick and ripped off her her shirt. Oh, that? Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, iconic.
2: Yeah, they made a joke about that Roman. in Fresh Off the Boat. Remember when like the littlest boy mm. he was like, "I have to go to my room." Yeah. I was
1: just like, know, oh, well, like, like, it was into her. Oh, 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 yeah, oh her. Wow. her uh, <laughs> She's like, uh. Well, I saw, apparently, that outside of the Rose Bowl where the thing was, they gave her a statue. They made a statue on the 20th anniversary last <laughs> year of her. Like, you know, because that fucking shit. That's awesome. Her, oh, like, yeah. Just her sports bra. Like, ah, so good. So good. And I can't believe they gave her a statue. Brandy Chastain. Looks Great. So cute. What a boss.
2: Not enough lady statues, that's for sure. Yes. Well, I'd like to an update. And I think that there's something that we should talk about. Mm. So I'm curious if it's been added to our our little dictionary, lexicon, encyclopedia. I don't know. Daniel, update the watches.
1: Xander construction outfit watch. No, maroon jacket watch. I didn't see it. Uh, Force escape for Rally watch. No, and it pains me to say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chips Ahoy. Yes, uh, Buffy threatens uh, Spike because of his chip uh, and the butcher's blood. Yeah 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 definitely. Well, I mean, they bring he, up the chip
2: and see jonathan again even with spike is like hey he's dangerous man Like, let's i know, nah, I, know. Let's not poke the bear. I know he's
1: basically saying everything that the episodes have already said and he's like playing a character it's all, almost amazing uh to <laughs> from watch no but we do learn a little bit more about anya and demon stuff pretty great you should lock the door for sure lots of barging in jonathan walks in specifically at the very end sandy watch absolutely not michael wickie amy <laughs> goth watch yes i would say yes because tara does her smoke, smoke spell. spell and it's xander does a spell where he lights the book on fire? Yeah. Um, pretty much anything where not Willow doing it is is total, or Willow helping is fine. Um, Books a million chore, sure. whatever that book was, where they found out that they were being completely gaslit by the world that they live in. Did we get a title? What a dope book! No, no, we no no, no. and all out of nowhere, fucking Willow's just like, hey guys, we're all being lied to. <laughs> That's and just trick. like how you kind of didn't trust Buffy, you're going to immediately trust me, um, <laughs> which is damning yeah, on really another is, level. Yeah.
0: They weren't very well organized. If they had all rushed at Buffy, they could have killed her right away. Thanks, Anya. That won't keep me awake all night.
1: Uh, Streets ahead. No, but we do get tons of new locations. Okay, great. Yeah, that's what it is. So many good locations. But nothing identifiable. But we've got a mansion. We've got... (laughs) I guess we've already been in the cemeteries before.
2: Brookside Park.
1: And uh, Biggest K.O.? No, except for Jonathan not getting on in chess. And Joss being so sad about it.
2: Karen with a K. That's what I wanted to say. Karen with a K. None that it matters. And this is too late for the yelling. Nothing matters. COVID-19. Uh, Karen with a K is like, I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> and then like, in, like, but can you set my fucking book, please? Like, you already screamed at him while he, I didn't wow. want to interrupt you, but I figured and... it was fine for me to interrupt. Well, it looks like a date. No big deal. Just going to stare there God. creepily. God damn it, Karen with a K. Well, thank you for the update on the watches. Mm. God damn it, Karen with a K. Does it
0: ever seem just a little strange that. Jonathan is so good at everything. He's Jonathan. Hey, I was just at the part where he invents the internet. I think it's time
2: to rank this sucker. Very obviously, Willow Hacks. We talked about that slash something Wicca. This way it comes. They're actual hacks. We haven't had an actual hack in so long. I can't even remember the last one. So we got to get points for that. You do. And Terror Spell and Xander Spell. Which you've already mentioned in your
1: watches, I mean, right? That's a
2: lot. Got to right. give it an eight. It's a lot. It would be more if the plot depended on it. Which right, I mean, plot. Jonathan does a spell.
1: The plot has nothing plot. to do with it. But no. But true, true. That no, that's a great point. That should it, have been on there too. Jonathan, I don't know. Yeah. We're doing spells. Doing great. spells.
2: And he will continue after I'm this. Sure he this will. is not. This is a, maybe his first alliance, but not his last. Yes. Giles sidelined again. This is a low season for for our faithful patriarch Giles, but uh, he hates. He ate he ate the most buttered toast I've ever seen in my life and inspired me to eat an entire loaf of bread with more butter than one person should consume a night. So seven.
1: What an inspiration. He also keeps Jonathan's swimsuit calendar underneath his big calendar at his desk. And no one's weirded out by what he does at that desk. Looking Where he's at like, that calendar.
2: Secret calendar. Riley. Now at first I was like, what did he even do? But when no one believes Buffy. When she's mm-hmm. trying to rally the troops and everyone's like, well, should we listen to her? She's pretty dumb. He, he's, he stands like, up for her.
1: But she's she's wrong. Yeah. But I've learned a thing or two about this girl. But I
2: definitely know more about her than you guys do who have been her friends for years. So <laughs> no. I think we'll listen to her. But I, 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 I do have to say that that was a, a solid move. Solid move on his part. Because I think that's a true testament of support and loyalty, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what she's saying, but... She's Let's do what
1: she says Looks like Riley's just not as bad as we thought
2: Gave him a seven I mean, he's definitely trending higher than Joyce ever did. So <laughs> yeah, give him that for that's sure. not hard. <laughs> <laughs> of the week, as discussed, the nightmare supposed monster, fucking terrible. I'm not going to count Jonathan as a bad guy because how he's could we? Bad how could we ever? Not in our hearts. Maybe, maybe when he's part of the trio. But even then, he was always the voice of reason and like wanting yeah. to do the right thing. In was the was trio. he the bad Man, guy? And he got
3: murdered. He oh, did. Yeah. He did get murdered. Was
1: he the bad guy in Earshot? What was the bad guy in Earshot?
3: Technically. But also no, it was the the cafeteria lady. Oh yes. right, and
1: With I think might even thrown in the
2: unnamed telepathic demons. Yeah, yeah, too. sure, sure,
1: sure. Yeah. That's right. He was just part of part of that whole thing. Yes.
2: Mm. All right. Relationship goodness. Oh, I didn't tell tell you what I write for for. Oh no,
1: I did. Yeah, yeah. Monster of
2: the week. No, I only give it a two oh, because okay. it sucked. It was a stupid demon, but the the uh, makeup was the only thing that gave it not a. It's Clem's
1: suit before they just set it out in the sun for two years. <laughs> And And like let it it hang over something
2: where gravity could take its toll Yeah,
1: Yeah. in the shade, so it that It reminded you of Clem
2: because one, I forgot Clem was a character, and two, would have never made that.
0: That
1: I must have been looking through something and I saw Clem in the car, and and Buffy. Buffy's looking at at this fucking freak in a car. I'm like, what is that a bad guy? And then I was like, no. Isn't aren't they friends? I, I need you to tell me more about Climate. After he does we're eat
2: off. kittens. He is kind of a good guy, but oh. there is one point where he like freaks out and does that Frodo thing where Frodo's like, "Yeah, gimme the the ring. I mm-hmm. think. I don't know. I have that in my head.
1: So. Where does he come from?
2: Where does he go? He comes from Spike's poker game. No, I will not I will absolutely <laughs> not indulge you.
1: Can but I do? Spike's, don't. <laughs> is Spike's the poker game?
2: Yes. Never Hate forget it. the shark man. Hate it.
1: Time. Oh my god, yes.
3: Time is what turns kittens into cats. That's great. One of the best lines of the show. That's
1: great. <laughs> yeah. Man. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, that's where Clone comes from. Time is what turns ponies into horses. Nope, nope. Remember how we <laughs> got you? That's not
2: is that how that works. <laughs> oh, my And I did want to say, uh, because it drove me a little bit nuts, the thing on on Jonathan's back that's the symbol of the monster, it's like a weird scar and not a tattoo. But somebody in the episode specifically says, Jonathan has that same tattoo on his back. Mm. Jane Espenson, when she wrote the script, wrote it as a tattoo. Mm. So, like, Uh, I'm sure they didn't bother anyone else but me. I was like, that's like scarification and definitely not a tattoo. So that's fine. I also
1: love that he's just like, I put it on my body so that I wouldn't forget. Everyone's like, yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Another reasonable oh, thing. <laughs> Jonathan, you're so smart. <laughs> and like, I just love that. Not only is the June calendar awesome with this fucking cowbunga dude, but like, why? Why? Why would you even let this go to print, Jonathan? You <laughs> right, know that that's simple. a glaring, yeah, like. Fucking amazing. Oh, you can't. You can't.
2: Relationship goodness or badness. So we got a lot of.
1: Th- but I love that everyone's looking at his calendar so intently. That they notice it. Like, Buffy remembers it because she's done nothing but stare at this calendar. I know. Forever. It's upsetting. Like, even when they were turning it, she's like, oh, oh. so funny. Gross. So funny. Gross. I love it so much.
2: Relationship goodness or badness? Now, Willow and Tara, obviously great. We get a little subtle hand touch there. Touch. I mean, because I'm not, like, heterosexual and I didn't, especially in my formative years, like, hang out with primarily heterosexual people. All my friends were gay and stuff. We were all just gay. There's gay everywhere gay. I don't know how much, and I think people must, that they that really, they have kind of blinders on to that stuff. So, like, even if she was actually looking, her eyeballs were looking at their mm-hmm. hands touching, I don't know that it would register. And I think we're supposed to believe that it wouldn't have because I think they've been obviously, like, overtly hand-holding and stuff before, but I don't fucking know. Also, this is really the only first the time Buffy has Buffy time. that has yeah. seen them, so maybe not. What the fuck? What do I know? Anyway, Will and Tara are great. I don't like that she had to be monster bait. Jane Espenson said something really callous in the fucking, uh, what is it called? Commentary. DVD commentary. Where she was like, oh yeah, we always need somebody to be like, you know, the person that gets attacked is always, you know. So Tara was the one in this episode. Man, she had no idea how bad it was going to get for her. And <laughs> I'm like, ah, Jane, what the
0: fuck? So so, so
2: That made me sad. Um, Anya, Xander, fine, I guess, right? But it's all yeah. about... Buffy and Riley now like I said at the top I feel like that was the only thing I could see in this episode was them fucking talking about it but really in essence they didn't actually talk about it I have a question for both of you and I'm sure we touched on this already in who are you but um do you think that Buffy one should be mad at Riley and two that Riley for a second because Jonathan implies Buffy feels like she can't measure up to Faith because she's more experienced sexually. Do you think that Buffy would, one, be ever, like, jealous of that or, like, scared of that, actually feel those feelings? Two, think Riley thinks that. So, I have a threefold question. One, should she be mad? Two, does Buffy, is Buffy actually jealous slash insecure about that? And three, would she think Riley was thinking those things?
3: I wouldn't say she should be mad, but I don't think it would be unreasonable to be mad.
2: we we'll want to talk about it at least, right?
3: Yeah, because I mean Riley didn't in, in essence do anything wrong because he thought it was Buffy. He wasn't like actively cheating on her or anything, but at the same time like, why didn't you know? <laughs> I don't why would you think? Okay, two. Because she looked at Giles when he was a demon and knew he was
2: Giles. Yeah, but like he had his his literal his Giles eyes. Giles eyes. Yeah. So
3: he was a literal <laughs> demon.
2: Okay. Two. Do you think Buffy would actually be insecure about Faith's sexual prowess? Yes. Three. Do you think Riley was actually thinking like had this like oh man this wow this better. is way better.
3: I mean, it is the first time he says, I love you. Great.
2: Great. Great. Okay. Daniel, should Buffy be mad?
1: I think that was said correctly in the show that Buffy knows she shouldn't be, but she can't help it. So if you're going to be, if you're going to feel it, you got to get it out however you can. But it is illogical to be angry because it doesn't make sense. And because unlike Giles, where Giles turned into it, they literally swap bodies. It wasn't like. She it was became, Faith's brown
2: eyes looking back at... If it, at it was
1: Faith's brown... Then, yeah, I would be like, oh, yeah, then you're looking at someone totally different. But it's like, this is the worst because it's literally her body. Right. And you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell. Yeah.
3: Okay, but it was Maybe. literally not Giles's body. Would you? Would <laughs> no, you? No, would no. you literally no. look at a demon, even if he has brown eyes, and think that is definitely Giles? Let's
1: let's go to the tape like, of a new on. man. And how, <laughs> where coming. do we put new man? Oh, that was a trash episode. Yeah, why was it trash? Because of your, that, those reasons. <laughs> it's it's fake and contrived. It's stupid. Okay. It's stupid then. It's stupid now. I'm with you. Like if if that's like lore in the world. And people are like, the eyes are so a like, window to the soul I or think whatever. it's more
2: that Buffy is like so perceptive. I think Riley's just Maybe. a rando, per- like regular person like us. I wouldn't expect Xander to know that. And I wouldn't even really expect Willow it's to know that.
1: It's dark.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I would have to think that Buffy, who is used to being compared to Faith, because how do you not naturally draw comparisons between the two Slayers, so who has her body stolen by the evil Slayer, would not think like... Is she really that similar to me? You couldn't tell something was wrong.
1: Yeah, I think that she can, again, like, she can think that all she wants. Yeah. And and I don't think it'll help when Riley's like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure she doesn't want to hear it. But if Riley were to describe the scenario of what happened, it would be out of character for Buffy. But it wouldn't be like, what's Riley going to be like? No, no, I don't want to be around you. My girlfriend. Well, Goodbye.
3: just thinking about it as Buffy, this happened to me, and he was like, "No, I couldn't tell the difference." Like, what? You could not tell like
2: something was wrong. I mean, that's fair, but, like, cause from the second she walks into that doorway, like, different well, vibes, even just right?
3: like, I don't know, like the way she moves, the way she talks, like the things that she's saying. I assume maybe the way she's having sex with him, sure, sure. because she's like, "Let's do it with the door open," and like that's not Buffy, like. Faith, like, on a fundamental level is so different from Buffy. Like, how could you not tell? But then at the same time be like, but, you know, what a bizarre thing to just immediately be like, you're not Buffy, except that I could do that with Giles and I knew it was Giles and, like, go back. Yeah. But so- imagine if
1: Buffy was like, I am going to do this to sp- spice up the relationship right. and then next time Riley's like, get away, faith. <laughs> <laughs> Get away, demon lady. Just punching Faith. Like, like, are you sure you're
2: not Faith? Are you sure you're not Faith? Are you sure oh, it's not such a good... <laughs>
1: In, in, well, in a healthier relationship with like maybe adults, they could have fun and with that. that they've but been they're together longer, like, they've been, been together longer because like been together for five months. minutes. <laughs> and Faith is like just the worst, the worst person to come around and fuck Buffy's shit up. Yeah, yeah. and she did. She fucking fucked it all up. It might be one and of those things good.
3: too. Like part of it is just that it was Faith. Out of everyone, it could have been. It had to be fucking Faith. And
1: faith in my body. <laughs> I'm sure it's a lot of that too. With Buffy, oh, sure. it's just like I'm not even mad at him. I'm mad at like. Just me. Such a huge it's, violation. Yes. Right. Yes. Totally. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I think,
3: yes.
2: you know what? I'm glad that we just hashed that out a little bit. And I still have my, my follow-up two and three question for you. But um, I, I I think that does make this episode even better because of what you said. We're like, we didn't have to have that whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Because I think, Stacy, you're absolutely right. that I'm sure within her head, she's like, how could you not know? But like, also oh, I get that you couldn't. Okay. But how could you not know? So instead of doing that and blaming Riley and dragging it out and him saying what we've said... Just like, oh, fuck it. Let's just dance. Yeah. Nee, nee, nee. Okay, so, number two. Do you think that Buffy would be insecure?
1: I think uh, yes as well. About I?
2: Faith's sexual prowess?
1: Yes, just because of the comparisons constantly between them. Yeah, that's fair. That's so I think fair. everything yeah. would just make her think. Maybe she doesn't always care. Or she can just like write it off. But again, okay. deep down, I think that with, with Faith, it just cuts mm. more than other stuff.
2: Do you think Riley thought it was better?
1: I, who know I don't know. Yeah. But... I think what, what Stacia said was... <laughs> I mean, that was great. It was fantastic. Fantastic the dome, because
2: I did not think that for a second. <laughs> and very funny. And, uh, <laughs> and
1: it's true, right? Never said it before. And does Buffy know that he said it? No, so that's still up in the air.
2: Well, that's I, what Jonathan was saying. Like, you got to tell her, but I don't think we did. Like The whole
1: point was they didn't tell her. of course talk. Jonathan, because he's the greatest man in the world, knows. <laughs> Riley was like, hey, man, I told her that I loved her. And, and it turned out it was fake. But she doesn't know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Jonathan knows everything. <laughs> And just gets at the heart to heart, like you gotta tell her, man. You gotta tell her,
2: okay. Well, <laughs> so good. Relationship goodness to madness. I gave a six. Oh, wow, because it was a roller coaster emotion. I not really yes, know what's happening, yes. and yeah, right? They didn't actually even say at, at the end of all of it, like I know sh- we don't need to talk about it. You could have took one second to be like, I love you. <laughs> that wasn't the right moment.
1: You gotta that's wait, wait till they fine, have sex, whatever the orgasm wall. That's episode... where you
2: say, I love
0: you. <laughs> oh, god, that's gonna happen. Uh,
2: episode specific not a quote this time for me, This the the gag of Buffy making Jonathan's coffee. Because we don't know until right at the very end, where like, she's she's stirring the coffee, she puts the cream in, she puts the, like way too much sugar in it, and she's like, ah, oh, shit, okay. And then after she's all done stirring it, hands it to Jonathan, because it's like, you think she's making coffee for herself, but I don't know, it was such a simple little gag, and it was it. so fucking funny. And then in the commentary, Jane Espenson said, that was Sarah Michelle Gellar's idea. I was like, Fucking fantastic. Was this at
1: the coffee shop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember when she was like, pouring so much. Forever, yeah. <laughs> so much.
2: Yeah. Uh, and also that scene in- So maybe
1: co- that's why you took only one sip. It was like, oh, this sucks. It's I mean, it could be. <laughs> I <gotta> be. be. <laughs> um
2: That scene was actually supposed to be them walking down the main street with, you know, Slim and, everything, and people going by with, like, I heard Jonathan shirts oh, and all that that's stuff. It's just so much better with the band. But it was raining, so they couldn't uh, do it. And also the scene of Karen with a K, um, they were when they go back to the mansion and the sergeant's talking like oh thanks for coming by whatever that was supposed to be at the site where she got attacked it was supposed to be outside too but it was raining oh well So, but everything better better for
1: and also raining that was all nice that worked really well for for Karen being out there getting attacked but I love Jonathan just leaning up against the wall and just having the banner in the background you can do anything you want Buffy (laughs) that's I mean maybe that was planned all the time because that's so good so (laughs) iconic I love it so much
2: anyway that little joke I give it a five. Oh my god! <laughs> so thirty-five for the episode, oh. uh, which puts it at number thirteen for the season of seventeen. So pretty low, right above "Harsh Light of Day" and right below "Doomed." Even after all this talk, I know I can't on the fly like you guys. You're so harsh willing to accommodate change, but and I have "Doomed," to... "Harsh Light
1: of Day," and "Doomed." In the middle of "Harsh Light and Day" and "Doomed," <laughs>
2: look. Blame You're gonna, coronavirus. I know. Well, I do blame coronavirus. And COVID-19 I will virus. regret this later, I'm sure. This but it, is you a, know, This is fucking science. School okay? bad. You cannot doctor science hard. on the fly. Okay, <laughs> You guys can put stuff willy-nilly because just a matter of, do I like it better? Do I like it better? That's all you got to do, okay? I have work to do and I cannot change it.
1: Simple maths out of your... <laughs> out of my grasp. Out of your
3: grasp. I really struggled with this one because historically I really liked this episode. This time... Just made me sad that we don't have a Jonathan who can cure this virus for really? us. Oh,
1: Jonathan! <laughs> because, well, he went to med school too. But, uh,
3: exactly. He could. He would have been all in there. Fraud, right? He would have been doing it. Could have been. No, I think in this world it's real.
1: It's all real. It's real. I mean, this is real.
3: Clearly, right? he was singing and playing the trumpet. That's true. It's all real. That's a good point. I yeah. Real. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so I a little where to put this because I don't want to put it too low because I know I do like it historically, but at the same time, I don't know. You just uh, keep
1: putting an asterisk next to it. This I, I the did grade on a curve. It's <laughs> the COVID it. score,
3: yeah. Um, so, yeah, I graded on a curve. So I put it at 30 out of 73. Oh, see, that's high. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's
2: high-ish. It's high middle. It's on the higher side of
3: middle. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty... It's pretty right smack dab in the middle. But uh, it's below Gingerbread and Living Conditions and above Earshot, which I thought was nice. And okay. Graduation Day Part 2.
2: You put this above Earshot. I did. Mm, disagree firmly. And Graduation Day, disagree firmly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to disagree on those two. Yeah. I, number 52 out of 137. Uh, like Fear Itself, which I was thinking about where to put it. Fear Itself is also this episode. It solves and moves our plot in a creative, fun way that doesn't require a lot of talking. And if you are talking, it's under the context of what a fun, zany episode we're in. So Fear Itself for me was number 53. This one's 52. I think this one, Just Jane, makes it better than Fear Itself. So 52, it's very good. And also very, I, I noted like, it's all very dreamy. There's a lot of restlessy vibes we've talked about. This season, just like weird, sort of staccato rhythms, weird dream like things happening. I don't know if they like purposefully did that kind of stuff to lead up to Restless, but
2: oh, I, I cannot imagine
1: de- they did. I don't know, I don't know. It all it seems a lot more thought well, out.
2: Maybe I mean, this like time the idea, out. even of Hush, that was like a dream of Joss Whedon. just Tuesday. little
1: yeah. things happening. That's so lots of plays on words, lots of great dialogue. It's it's such a great, great, great episode. Um, but it's not that great. 52 middle. high middle it's like you 30 out of 70 like that's it's about the same yeah yeah
2: Hmm. well i'm glad we talked about this and i'm sorry future me uh that i rank this solo i'm sure in the end i'll regret it but like i said can't change the facts we have
1: one every year school hard i only have eyes for you (laughs) i mean the dark age dark age uh,
3: completely i mean i
2: think i would argue that dark age was a huge benefit to this oh. podcast overall. Oh, a huge benefit to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were about to say, Dark Age is better than Superstar. Oh, God, no. I disagree. But at least we can say that this episode's in the book. Superstar, over. We never have to mm. watch it ever would again. Would we
1: rather rewatch Superstar again next week or uh, watch uh, Where the Wild Things Are?
2: Easy call. We watch.
1: What's more? Oh,
2: so, nice. um, please do join us next week. I mean, you don't have to. I would get it if you skip it. Uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Season four, episode Oh, we're going to dunk
1: all over. It's going to be fun. I
2: think it will be fun just because it's awful and we'll have at least lots of things to yell about, I would think. So many things to yell about. So please join us next time for Where the Wall of Things Are if you can stomach it. Uh, until then, Stacia, do you have anything else to say about this episode, Superstar? I do not. Daniel, do you have anything to say about this episode,
1: Superstar? No more, f- no more final thoughts from me.
2: Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you again the dogs also can't wait to talk to you again. Station, say goodbye. Goodbye. Diggum, say goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Whoa! Goodbye. You know what I'll always
0: remember? With the swimsuit calendar sticking in my mind. On a good way, I'll always remember the way he made me feel about me. Value, respect, sort of tingly. And now I'm just empty. Poor Xander. I guess Jonathan hurt you most of all. Um... Except, of course, after that. Did anyone else feel way too tall? I felt way too tall. I like this club. He had really cool
2: clothes. what you say?
3: Step aside, partner, it's my day. Bend an ear and listen to my version. Tennessee Excursion Pardon me boy, is that the Chattanooga Juju? Yes, yes, track 29 Boy, you can give me a shine Can you afford to board Chattanooga Juju? I got my fare And just a trifle to spare You leave the Pennsylvania station about a quarter to four.
0: Read a man. I'm Jonathan, but doing okay.